When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Joe Rooney and I played Father Damo. And I'm Patrick McDonald and I played Owen McLove. And this is Talking Ted, a show about the memories, stories and insights into what has made Father Ted the bag of chips and a Fanta orange of Irish TV shows. This week's episode, episode four, is called Competition Time and we'll be talking to Paul Woodfull who played Father Ziggy. Paul has some amazing stories. He was very close to Arthur Matthews and Graham Linehan and played three different parts in Father Ted. Uh, yeah, so he played Father Ziggy, a, a, a greyhound owner. That's right, and a taxi driver. A taxi driver. And, and Father Ziggy is still very popular at Ted Fest and stuff. You'll always see someone dressed up as Father Ziggy. A lot of Ziggy Stardust. They don't know who Ziggy Stardust is. They just know the priest. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know. They know nothing about David Bowie. About, no. Poor David Bowie put so much effort into that. It was a phenomenon in the early 70s. Phenomenon. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. And now it's just the character, the Ziggy Stardust priest. Let's press play. Yeah, so uh, Father Ted's angry, obviously, because Dougal's and, and Father Jack are dressed as Elvis as well. Yeah. The guy who runs the festival, uh, uh, Peter Phillips, Ted Fest, he is Welsh mm-hmm. and he runs other festivals and he does an Elvis festival. It's huge. He's like a god, another part of a religion yeah it is yeah mm. yeah but uh so i mean mm. the, te- the the elvis thing is just as big there's uh, mrs doyle there is she offering tea there oh she said yeah, your hair looks different isn't it yeah did you get a cut right. yes cut. exactly yeah this is going to be now where they're going to talk to the rival uh they're going to ring rugged island in this one that's right mm. um and who played the other dougal oh yeah, don Witcherly. yeah don Witcherly. yeah great actor very, oh, uh, like so many good actors in this. That's yeah. what I was saying before. There's really good actors in it. Yeah. And then there's people like us. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we're stand-ups. We do, we do our stand-up thing. But like, the, yeah, Don's proper, you know, he does the Abbey and the Gate and all of that. Yeah, too. and he was in uh, Bachelor's Walk. Yeah, yeah, show, yeah. Which is very big in Ireland. Uh, people mightn't remember it now. Huge it was, uh, it was, comedy show. Brilliant comedy yeah. show. Yeah, um, Dick Byrne was uh, Morris. In what? In uh, uh, Glen Rowe? No, he, in Morris. Oh, his name is... The, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Brilliant actor. And he also went for the part of Father Ted, I think. He, he, oh, he did just, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been him. Yeah, Don, I've done a lot of voiceovers with Don, actually, actually back in the day. Oh, he's a great voice. He has a, he's a, a brown very, voice. Very deep voice. Yeah. He's in a film called Shrooms. Oh, I'd buy whatever he yes. would sell. He used to do... He's probably used to blame for the uh, boom... And the bust because he used to do the ad for property.ie or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, he did. So they're talking about uh, the Henry Sellers coming to the island, played by the great Niall Buggy. A very good actor, a Shakespearean actor, really. Yeah, uh, this was all beneath 
these people. Absolutely. I wonder what they think. I mean, you know, looking at it and that's what they're remembered for. And they were, we're talking about Jim Norton. He's a very, very nice man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doing stuff, that's what they're recognised for, even though they've done King Lear. What about all the great work I've done outside of Father Ted? Killing a Scully. And then, uh, so we've, uh, but uh, Henry Sellers, play, it's based on the uh, Henry Kelly, the Irish broadcaster yeah. and Who journalist. Who did a show called Going for Gold, used to be on in the afternoon. It's Going for Gold, where it, it was an international uh, show. It was like international contestants. Contestants, so they'd have a German. Belgian. But the whole show was in English. They were, they were at a disadvantage. Yeah, but they did well, I think, you know. And then they they were asked very simple questions. He was a lovely fella. He was a lovely fella, Henry Kelly. Yeah. So there's Henry Sellers, based on Henry Kelly. So we, yeah, if you had nothing, if you were unemployed, or you're a comedian, or an actor, an unemployed actor, you'd watch Going for Gold in the afternoon, or a student. It's like Countdown, right. simple Countdown. Yeah. Countdown required some like cognitive ability, but like this required none. None. And I think he had some catch. I think, are you ready and? Are you ready and willing to play, or something like that? Are you? That's right. Again, a very talented, intelligent man, great journalist. Yeah. And then he did muck like that, and that's what he's remembered for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And in this, uh, Henry is uh, suave and sophisticated and whatever, but yeah. he has a drink problem. And he also has a toupee, which is something you don't see anymore. But that is that was a uh, that's funny because Dougal stares at him. Toupees, like they're uh, they're obvious. Obvious wigs, and yeah. men used to wear them. It's got that fear, I suppose, of looking bald or something. Yeah, I suppose this. These are this is the day, like there were comb overs in the seventies, uh, and even footballers had comb overs. Yeah, like Bobby Charlton and whatever. And it was just like, and they'd blow in the wind. The wind would get it, and it just go flying everywhere. Really high. Yeah. yeah, my father combed over a bit. Yeah, a bit like me going bald. But like nowadays, if you go bald, you just go for the shortcut. But that wasn't an option then. No, you the shaving like your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean it's a big fear. Uh, uh, it's I think recently there was a survey that said most men would rather have a smaller willy than go bald. Be awful if you had both, like mm. bald and a small willy. That'd be terrible. Well, I think actually people who uh, go bald ha- have higher testosterone. They're usually well, then. have I'd say the big willies. Yeah, yeah. You've got a head of hair. <laughs> have a good head of hair. Yeah. So what did he drink there? Is that where he drinks? Toilet duck. Toilet duck. That's iconic. It is actually. Yeah. That is an iconic thing. In fact, there was a, a, a stand-up competition called the, the award was a toilet duck, the golden toilet yeah. duck or something. Like yeah. That. And now here he is. Yeah, Henry Sellers. Very similar. Very similar to Owen McLove to Owen coming McLove in. Coming Definitely. In. Yeah. Well, they said that in the script book that they 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 kind of felt that they were running out of ideas a bit, and there were a lot of similarities to for, to Owen, Owen had a lot of similarities to other things that had happened. Mm. In the uh, oh yeah, in the series, yeah, definitely. Like even dressing up, even the leather jacket and the hair was a bit Elvisy and a bit, you know, they were so they were, felt like they were covering old ground. A bit. Right, but definitely it's an own McLove vibe, and he had the split personality. And actually, I, I think there's an influence of the Simpsons and the toilet duck thing. Did, didn't um, the granddad and talk Simpsons, a lot of, uh, the, drink? Yes, bleach or something. Yeah, definitely they they bled into the father's mm. head. Definitely. And the way she phones over Henry Sellers is very similar to the uh, Owen McLove thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got that asexual thing that uh, that Owen had as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the joking about alcoholism, it's again, it's something you might not get away with now. That it's a mm. bit of a, uh, you, you know, it's a taboo. Oh, this is the guy who laughs at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great character. 
Yeah. I don't the character in Stu did that. And then I had a character in... I played the minister who laughed, found everything funny or something in the Savage Eye. <laughs> oh, yeah? That, a similar thing, isn't it? Oh. But it's a, it's a personality type in Ireland, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> a few actors... Yeah. We, there's an actor we know does it all the time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, every time oh, there's an awkward question... God, yeah. Well... <laughs> 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 And it masks the fact that he doesn't want to tell you the information or give you the information. Yeah, yeah. He's kind yeah. of protective of himself. Yeah, it's a common, I think it's a very common Irish thing to laugh at your own funny stories before you even get to the punchline. Yeah. And then and they're never <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Painful. Painful, yeah. Played well there by... By someone we don't know his name. It looks like Lee Van Cleef. Uh, is that... Lee yeah. Van Cleef, the, the, the cowboy the, actor. The, well, the he, bad from Good, the Bad and the Ugly. In a lot of... Um, and it did a lot... Starring a lot of his own films, um, Lee Van Cleef. That's very, right, yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. Spaghetti Western That's actor. right. But was never in Father Ted, Lee no. Van Cleef. It, it, they have a, it, it's an array of painful characters in it, is really, isn't it's it? It's true, yeah. More than any other sitcom I can think of. Quite amazing. Just awful people. Yeah. You know, Father Stone was the bore who sat in the thing and then he comes in and he's... Then there's the guy who breaks everything, you know, because he says it's shoddy workmanship and all of that. Yeah, the sarcastic priest. Yeah, the sarcastic... Yeah, it's archetypes. Yeah. Full of these one-dimensional archetypes. Yeah. I mean, it's very... uh, I feel like Arthur, Arthur would have observed people like that a lot. Yeah. But as we said before, he was observing us as well. Absolutely, because he... Uh, both of them. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we were. Yeah, we were. Uh, oh, they were, they looked at us and went, "Oh, that they'd fit that." Not just that we performed, but we were slightly odd characters. Yeah, and, yeah, we had quirks. And there's lots of odd people in the in comedy scene, comedy and the circuit, and, and very and, odd uh, in in the the Dublin scene. Like Paul, I'm sure we'll talk about it. But yeah. at Dublin, the, you know, they're working on hot press and and uh, in Dublin, wherever the guys worked, yeah. loads of characters. Characters, characters. They were called back in those days. Nowadays, now, it, as we it, say, it, they're pathologized. They've got names. Yeah, yeah. OCD, ADHD, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But I would have noticed that with. Uh, well, I'll talk to Paul Woodfull about that. But he, uh, I really love Paul. I'm, I, I, he's, I loved hanging out, and I love hanging out with him and everything. But I knew he was. He's a different kind of a guy. Like he's, he's, he's not. He doesn't act the, the way people do normally in social situations. What are you talking? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, I know, no, I know. But like he would, yeah, he he would he would admit that now. He doesn't. He's not aware of it. Like I'm only coming. Aw- you know, it took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that I was odd and diff- awkward, socially mm. awkward. Mm. I'm fine in some situations. You, you but say I am, that, though. But I don't think you are. I am, but I'm fine. And like, with, you know, I mean, you see me at Ted Fest, and I'm up there, and I'm got the mic, and I'm doing all the interviewing, everyone, everyone. But like, if no one comes up to me and introduces himself, I just stand there like a. Stone, like right. Father Stone, and just say yeah. nothing unless they come up and initiate conversations. I will never initiate a conversation. Yeah, but you're happy doing that. No, no. I hate it. No, there he's turned now. Yeah, the yeah. drunk. One drink. No, you wouldn't do that now. I watched a bit. I watched Sergeant Bilko again. Yeah. I loved Sergeant Bilko. I grew up on that. Yeah, I remember it was always an RT and BBC. Yeah. And do you think you wouldn't get away with it now? He's got a, a he's got a gambling problem, a serious gambling addiction. Yeah. I thought you, you know you base like this classic sitcom on a guy with an addiction. Yeah, and yeah, a serious yeah. problem. He robs off the other soldiers. He lies to people in uh, you know his girlfriend, the head of the Colonel Hall, right? All of that, and it's all a big joke with this massive tragedy. 
he has no money. He, you know, right? Yeah. He loses all the money he has ever had to a gambling addiction, and we've cl- Bilko is now a, a comedy classic. Right. Well, I mean, there is, there has to be tragedy uh, to make comedy. There has to be. You can't have well balanced people. But we're there laughing at someone who's I know alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know his his personality just completely changes. It's like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, this episode. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> where he breaks everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He jumps out the window. It? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of things like that. I actually, on the way in, I was listening to the Beatles and that song. It's getting better. And he and the line in it. I used to be cruel to my woman. Yeah. I beat her and kept beat her apart her. Loads from the of references that to that. And unbelievable. In the Beatles. Yeah. And I, I remember you. You know, I don't know what it's like in Killing the Scully, but certainly with the Savage Eye, and we dealt with some very mm. controversial issues and sensitive issues that you we couldn't believe what we got away with. Yeah. At the time. You just couldn't. You'd write it. I wrote. Oh, it's gosh, about like the hunger strikes, right? And that yeah. And I just didn't think it'd get through or made or broadcast. Yeah. But it did. And not a chance. They wouldn't look at it nowadays. Um, you know. You think? No, I don't believe so. Hmm. And certainly, you know, if a character had obviously had an alcohol problem, and that, I doubt you'd get it on. Yeah, would but you? most. Uh, would you? All, you might. All, all characters uh, are in comedy situations are, are da- damaged in some way. That's the only way you can make. They can't be well balanced characters. That's not funny. No, it's not. No. Hmm. They have to be somehow. Damaged, yeah. I yeah. mean, not da- damage is the wrong word, but flawed. Let's say flawed. But mm. in most mainstream comedy now, you wouldn't tend to. But like The Simpsons, for example, Homer is a terrible father. Yes. Uh, in the beginning, The Simpsons he used to strangle yeah. Bart. I yeah, they maybe kept they did. took that out. Yeah. Or... Well, they've dropped the Indian character or Apu right. certainly because yeah. he was played by someone who wasn't Indian. And right. He was a bit of a caricature, and they've dropped yeah. that. So that that's a big difference from you know the nineties to now certainly. Now, part two, and so he's of competition uh, time. Henry Sellers is he's out and about. He's in the white. He he's gone like, feral like Bigfoot. He's yeah. And yeah. there's the cop. What the cop? Oh, uh, so that cop was in my episode. He's in your in episode. Yeah, 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 well. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was in a sketch troupe with my sister. No way. Mm. Right. Mm. Mm. God. Uh, Very good actor as well. Yeah. yeah. He's on Fair City now. Yeah, he's done a lot. He's done an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so he's running around uh, like a wild beast. Did we see, we didn't see Rugged Island yet? No, it hasn't got to that yet. They haven't come to the competition. There they are. There they are. Look now, at yeah. that. Don Witcherly there. Yeah. Very young. Yeah. Be, there's a there's kind of good mir- mirroring of exactly the positions that 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 Dougal's in and the other fellas in. And I think that's used later on as well in the uh, closing credits. They have a Mrs. Doyle as well on Rugged Island. I I met a, a girl out in Tedfest dressed as a dick. Oh, really? With, with Dick Burn mask on her head. Oh wow! But she was actually dressed as a dick God. as well. Now, who is this? Paul Woodfull there playing Father Ziggy. Okay, now we're going to have a chat with Paul Woodfull who played Father Ziggy. But he, was, he was also in a satire band, a satirising U2, and they were called the Joshua Trio with Arthur Matthews, who was the writer on Father Ted. 
You may recognise his voice from those ads for uh, carbon monoxide safety where he plays the uh, canary called Tommy McAnary. And uh, he was also in the Hairy Bowsies, which is a band that's referenced in the Eurovision episode. Who was in the Hairy Bowsies? I was in the Hairy Bowsies, yeah, as well. So, Paul, uh, yeah, on that episode we watched there, you're playing Father Ziggy. Uh, did you, oh, yeah. Do you remember uh, that time, the time when you did the show and how that came I about? did. Uh, well, I, well, it, it came out and then I suppose, I, I can't remember exactly, but I got a call uh, to do it, I suppose. I, I, the reason I got it would be, I suppose, because uh, I was in a glam rock uh tribute band at that time the glam charts and uh i suppose they kind of thought yeah i can see why maybe i might be asked to do ziggy yeah he, he does that kind of thing and i could play guitar so there was that aspect to it and uh and obviously i didn't mind looking like ziggy maybe some people would i don't know and uh so uh, yeah quite liked probably to be honest let's face it i kind of always wanted to be ziggy stardust my entire life so it was a dream come true really but uh yeah yeah so that that was it i i what i remember about it was it was about it was filmed in this hall it was about three doors three houses down from where my cousins uh my first cousins were brought up where I spent many days of my youth about three uh, doors away from where that was shot. It was shot in a uh, a place in Rush, um, this hall. Yeah. Yeah. North County Dublin. Yeah, because in the in the first series they shot a lot of it uh, in or around like places like Rush, uh, you know. Where later they it was all kind of down around Ennis time and kind of thing. Um, but yeah, but like I think some of the sheep type stuff they they were they were out earlier that day shooting something to do with sheep. I'm not really sure, but yeah, because they weren't necessarily from the same episode, you know the way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Paul, you were uh, you were working with Arthur way back before Father Ted was shot, so you would have. Witness the birth mm. of the character of Father Ted. Could you tell tell me about that? Tell us about. Well, that. like the Arthur did. Um, Arthur used to do this character, which I think sometimes it was like the school inspector that he used to do when we worked in hot press. He'd he'd do this voice, which was a sort of a camp kind of a voice, but then it sort of evolved into uh, you know that he would do it as a priest as well so it was sort of more that type of a voice uh which is a voice that arthur does quite a bit never heard anybody doing a priest in a camp way obviously mm. we've uh we're more aware of that uh <laughs> so would you say that 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 uh yeah that character isn't really the father ted that it, but it's maybe maybe more it like was a... different yeah it was definitely when arthur used to do it it was a kind you know he he didn't uh consider it to be camp but that was kind of how he did it like it wasn't like the the, the character was meant to be gay or something but he was just a sort of a priest that spoke Sounds sort of michael like d that. higgins actually yeah not a million miles well, there's loads of people like, like that. that like you know like mm. priests and teachers and university lecturers and who who did go to college and, and that's the sort of accent oh, every priest sounded like that whether you came from Donegal or Louth mm. or Kerry they all ended up talking like that at the end of the day yeah but there was I suppose somewhat more masculine priests but a lot of them were sort of like that that I remember would that character that you're talking about now be more like the character Graham Norton played in Father Ted. Yes, definitely that's more what it was like, yeah. That was what Father Ted was like originally. 
Well, there was different things. We were always just messing in Hot Press. And there was a sketch that myself and Graham and Arthur did in the Project Arts one time. And, like, Arthur was Father Ted, you know, doing that. Like, that was a character that he had. And it was that character, basically, that he, he was doing. But it was definitely that character. And there was, sometimes when we were in there, we used to talk about the Tiglin crowd, yeah. uh, you know, this kind of hostel, which I had stayed in when I was young. And I, I used to be in youth clubs with uh, priests and brothers and this kind of thing, you know. So, you know, and I played the guitar. So I would have played and sing songs like that when yeah. I was probably about 13 or something, you know. And so, but we, we would be going on about oh, the Tiglin crowd. They were, I went down, oh, well, it's great crack with, but they're mad. I mean, some of them, that'd go on till one o'clock like maybe just <laughs> in a way and but i i i now was like arthur would be this was arthur doing yeah. this you know i i'd be gone you know i'd go about 11 you know i'd had enough yeah. you know but uh you know but like it was that was that was kind of what our and then and then arthur you know when then later on it kind of was that he did it more and then like when we were doing gigs because we used to have these three bands really like uh, like there was the joshua trio but then the joshua trio could be supported by tony st james and the las vegas sound which was like a bad cabaret act the joshua trio uh, were the u2 sort of covers he, he, band that was a, yeah that's right yeah yeah that's the first time i uh, heard of you or arthur or, yeah that was, it wasn't yeah parody yeah, we'd be kind of doing U2 songs in different styles. In the early days, mainly sort of swing and bossa nova-y-type styles, you know. Um, and and then then I started, I had this kind of character that I used to do, uh, Tony St. James, you know, because I would have played in wedding bands when I was in college and things like that. And, you know, and I was kind of doing, that was a character like that kind of thing. Yeah, Not really based very... on the guy who I was, who was in that band around him, but like, but I was just aware of those guys, you know, and, and then. It seems like, a bit like that character Neil Hamburger that that's uh, quite big now. It, it's. Yeah, I never saw him live. I've seen, you know, clips of him, but it wasn't really that dark. Like, Neil yeah. Hamburger's, like, very bad taste. This was more, yeah. like, just singing out a tune and, and was, him being a lady. What was that character Andy Kaufman did? What was that Andy Kaufman? Oh, thing? yes. Oh, Some yeah, yeah. 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 It was a cabaret yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit like that. Mm. It was a bit like that, wasn't there was it? There another guy. Better. Much better. There was a... Uh, I won't argue. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But like Arthur used to come out during Tony's set, oh, and uh, he'd do a little sermon. That was kind of a thing we would do. So he'd come out as Father Ted, and he'd he'd do this sermon, and he'd talk about it like kind of, um, you know, yeah, like it, it was different. Like Dougal Maguire was this priest who he would talk about, who was on the missions in Africa. But it'd be all sort of looking out you know, feeling sorry for Dougal. He, like, it, was, it, it wasn't the Dougal. It was not, it was a name, basically, and it wasn't the Dougal that ended up in the series. Like, he had it like the Dougal Maguire was the most unpopular priest in Africa two years in a row. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, uh. and uh, he had been hiding, or he was up a tree for uh, the whole of Christmas. Because, uh, he was that unpopular. And uh, and then he did another one where he did a mobile confession box that you could bring around um, to say your, your sins. But 
And oh yeah, that was right. Yeah, Dougal Maguire was in the Bob Geldof Center. That's <laughs> where what where he was based. Um, at that time, you know, this was kind of the thing. And Ted would just talk about that and looking for money for the Bob Geldof Center and this kind of thing and asking people. In fact, one time we were doing Tony in the Olympia and Arthur was doing it, and like there was a few of them getting it just started shouting abuse up because they thought he was a real priest. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course, lots of people thought Tony St. James was for real as well. Like, the, you know, um, they didn't seem to realize I was singing out of tune on purpose. Uh, we, <laughs> so we, we were simple people, there. weren't we? The Irish, no, we were simple, yeah. I um, think we're still simple, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, we were, I suppose we were, uh, to some extent, priests and the like uh, featured very heavily in our youth. I mean. And I think about like I was played in the folk mass. I played in the uh, the youth club, like all these sort of songs that you'd be playing. You know, you know, and like such an influence on your life, and probably trying to keep you simple as well. Do you remember those that they used to have these songs in the church, which uh, where they just changed the words of songs, like um, into hymns. No. The answer, my friend, is living in all men. Oh no! <laughs> oh, wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have yeah. played some of these, and then, like, uh, "Morning is Broken," which was him anyway, as, as far as I know, which was became a Christ be beside that's me, right. Christ be before right. me. Christ that was sung at mass. Me. Yeah, and this Christ. is saying he danced. He danced in the morning and, and the then world. I, and yeah, oh like yeah, that was when the Pope came. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, no, I played that as well. Dance, dance, wherever you will be, for I am the Lord of the dance at thee. Wherever you will be, I lead you all to the dance at thee. Sorry. Yes, of course. Until it was, until of course, Michael Flatley turned it into something fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> But the folk mass was a big phenomenon, certainly, uh, certainly around the dock. I think Father Dara Malloy, as you'd be familiar with, oh, was kind of well, very brother, much, yeah. yeah. He was brother, brother Malloy when yeah. I was uh, in our youth club. I mean, he, honest to God, you know, like we were, we were totally taken by Dara Malloy. Like, I mean, and you know, I have a lot to thank him for. He used to do. His sister's a very famous actress. Uh, well, not very Dear, well, famous. Jeremy Malloy, and yeah. He, he had all these sort of ideas about acting, which weren't kind of just learning off script. And, you know, we'd be getting us to close our eyes and imagine we were this person and that person. In Ireland in the 70s, that was pretty radical, mm. as I recall. And he, he did but, do this, but he would have been a big guy with the folk mass. He yeah. would have led the folk mass, Paul, really. You know where he's ended darkness. up. You know where he is now. Oh, I know where he is because it was his birthday about two days ago. He's on the uh, Iron Islands. I wished him a happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. I, I wished him... The irony of it. Saying wow. that it was te- that he said that uh, Ted Fest had just finished and, you know, and wondered how was I doing it and if I was to contact him. And I, I met <laughs> yeah. him. I was doing, funny enough, doing Tony St. James at a wedding that he was... Um, officiating at. He wondered was the Graham Norton character based on him. I know he did say that to me. But I I yeah. I, I, don't think it was you know, I mean it was Arthur anyway. But we you know, I I don't know, I I think there was there was loads of different guys used to play that. I mean I I, I learned the guitar basically playing playing hymns and Irish rebel ballads, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, God, that was yeah. No, basically, uh, 
lads you know songs about lads being hanged and you know whatever and, yeah. <laughs> and, the like, and another and lad who was crucified Paul you played two more roles uh, you had two more parts yeah uh, there was the guy who worked at the uh, the Greyhound track is that right that's right yeah yeah and a taxi rabbit. driver yeah, then yeah um, driving Bishop Brennan yeah I suppose I, I think the one that I think mostly of is the Ziggy one but yeah um the Greyhound one, that was in Ennis. Both of the other ones were in Ennis time. And, and of course, the one, the taxi driver was outside the house that day or whatever, you know, so. So were they all three different seasons? Or they? Yeah, they were, yeah. First, second season. and third. Yeah. So, Did you enjoy doing um, them? Like, would you have hung out with Arthur and Graham or whatever and had the crack? Um, it was kind of, the, the first one mostly, because I remember I had this, Big that I used to. I don't know if you remember the Ormond Multimedia Centre. Yeah. Uh, and I used to be um, seeing this mad night that used to be on there. Uh, like it was, they'd have all these different acts, performance artists, and God knows what. And uh, but basically, I kept the makeup on, the Ziggy makeup, and wore it and MC that night after that. So, and Arthur and I, was Graham there? I, I think Graham was there. Arthur was there. And you know, and that so that in a sense that was we celebrated. That's the hilarious. other ones. Yeah, I know. You're not from keeping and... the makeup on. I, because I, I worked with you a few. Times. There's nothing <laughs> awful about that, Joe. <laughs> no, there's nothing no. awful about that. Sorry. But you, because um, remember, we were in the Harry Bows used to have the scar, like you. Yeah, got this. That's right. Yeah, and you, you kept it on. You, you, yeah, way I, after the gig is finished, you'd still have this massive scar on your face. Well, it used to be great. Well, there was one thing. Well, well that was the ding dong Danny thing, but uh, that was because it was such. He was so scary looking, but, but which was kind of great in a way because uh, I remember going to. I was actually being interviewed in this O'Donoghue's pub, and I was walking up the green, and like people were crossing the road to avoid me. They thought it looked so dangerous. So, uh, so there were, you know, there were benefits. Less so, of course, wearing the. Uh, the glam rock makeup, you 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 were more under threat yourself in that situation. Right, yeah, I, did, yeah. I mean, I did I did end up getting a few belts and the like wearing that, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I like to put Ziggy makeup. Yeah, um, oh, but there's one other know, I mean, reference I probably should bring up is because you were in Ding Dong Denny and the Hairy Bowsies, and they feature mm, in the Eurovision episode. That's right on, um, on the scoreboard. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, a song that well, you know, you, you yourself you, are a member of the Harry Bezies as well. So, uh, founder member. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, you dirty English bastards. That, that was, was the name the of the song. song. <laughs> which we, which isn't a real song. We never did write that song. It's a good song. We it's did good write title. one. It is a good song title, but uh, yeah, we we know but, we should write. It's probably better to should. write now. Now that they've. Probably is, They've yeah. Left us with Brexit. We've got to come up with yeah, those Yeah, be very popular in Ireland now. You know, I, 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 yeah. I really should capitalise on this this new mood in Ireland yes. and bring Ding Dong out. Uh, yeah. In fact, Ding Ding Dong, I reckon Ding Dong Lenny would get elected in Ireland at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely. We were doing a, a Father Ted <laughs> quiz a couple of weeks ago in Galway, and two of the teams picked the Harry Bowsies as their names, the names of the teams. So, oh right, yeah. God. Just shows you. Yeah, mm, I know. Legend lives on. It's huh? funny, yeah. I met someone in the Ziggy makeup at Ted Fest 
And I'm not sure he knew. I met someone. I met a girl who was that. When I was with you, I went to Tent Fest. We did the Harry Bowsies. Sorry, Joe, yeah. And there was a girl dressed up as uh, the Ziggy Priest. Um, and, like, uh, she didn't seem overly impressed that I was actually the Ziggy <laughs> Priest originally. I remember that. No. All right, yeah, but I don't think the guy, the guy I met from England, I don't think he fully, I don't know, I'm not sure he knew who Ziggy Stardust was or was familiar <laughs> with David Bowie. He just knows it as a character on Father You, you will have kept that character alive. Mm. <laughs> That's right, you know, because... Uh, yeah, because probably a lot of people have forgot, but but people haven't forgot Father Ted. But people are watching Father Ted all the time. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully because Ziggy Stardust uh, was a big deal to me. So I was, so it was kind of an honour. <laughs> I, I remember I did I did even say it when uh, David Bowie died. I can remember seeing uh, David Bowie for the first time. I think anyone of a certain age remembers seeing David Bowie for the first time and being hugely. Big deal. Mm. It was on this program, Lift Off with Aisha, which I believe uh, the footage is is gone. It was before the top of the pops appearance, and uh, I always kind of thought, oh my God, I was kind of freaked out a bit by it, but it was kind of like I was delighted to have, uh, eventually be, be actually as close as I could be to mm. being uh, David Bowie, who I probably kind of wanted to be for a good portion of my life, probably. We're going to take a quick break from this podcast to talk about another podcast on this network. I Know That Face. I Know That Face is a podcast about the character actors that uh, most of us don't know their name, but beloved by cinephiles. For example, Riley Keough. Or Don Cheadle. You've seen them a million times, but you don't know their name. And it's very distracting watching a film when you know the face and then you have to Google and then you miss the plot of the film you're watching. And they're so good that you might not recognise them each time as well. They're character actors. John Malkovich is one of them. When, you know, he did a lot of small parts. Not now. That's right. So have a listen. I Know The Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors. The type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters. The type of people you know the faces, but not the names. Each episode, we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. This show is a part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. To support the show and for bonus content and lots more, you can become a member of Headstuff Plus. Go to headstuffpodcasts.com. And now back to the episode. Paul is a great musician and singer and did uh, what bands well, he did. Well, he was uh, in the, the, the Glam Tarts. The he, Glam Tarts and, did. of course, the, the Joshua Trio, which yeah. was a phenomenon in the late 80s. It was kind of taking the piss out of U2, which no one had done. They were a sacred cow in Ireland. And... and Arthur Matthews was in Arthur that Matthews band. Arthur Matthews in that Drummer. Band. Yeah, absolutely. Paul appeared in three episodes mm-hmm. over the three series. Playing three different three characters. Three different characters, yeah. And there he is, yeah. I don't know if anyone else has done that. Well, I know Paul Tyler has played two characters. Paul Tyler two. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... Um, Polly Madeline played a n- uh, nun. She played a nun on the, in the plane. Yeah. Did anyone else? I don't think... Arthur Matthews would have played th- oh, over three characters. Did. Probably did. 
Certainly, with the, yeah, the Fop including and, the voiceover as well. Yeah, the Fop and the, the priest in the first in the, with Father Stone, uh, priest in the Speed Three. Right, and he did the voice at the fairground. He did. He did yeah. the voice at the uh, Euro Euro song, uh, mm. whatever. And of course, he was the original. He played the original Father Ted was a live character on stage. There they are in blackface. On, yeah, uh, the, the playing the Supremes. Would you, of, could you do that now? You couldn't do that. No, now. you wouldn't. No, no, well, no. What no. about at the time, though, was it controversial? Uh, no, I don't remember it being controversial because Ireland, it, because they were playing Irish characters, it was kind of not really considered racist because we were an oppressed minority as well. Okay. That's very funny the way Ardell does the yeah. hip thrusts. Yeah, yeah. The Dougal yeah. does the hip thrusts. It's very yeah, funny. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, and a uh, great physical comedian as yeah. well as just being, uh, you know, funny verbally. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Three stages of Elvis. Middle Elvis. Elvis in Vegas. Elvis comes, makes his comeback after the army. Yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Uh, brilliant uh, show he put on Elvis that time in 68. Oh, Remember yeah. Remember he came back. Colonel Parker put him into loads of rubbish in. films. And, and then he went to, yeah, he, he went to Vegas then and got fat. Right, but when he was in black and leather. Yeah. yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah. Poor Elvis. Poor Elvis, yeah. No. Oh, there's their credits already. Yeah. Yeah. No, so they mirror, they mirror the... Um, the two Mrs. Doyles and the and the Dougals. And the oh yeah, I wonder who paid Mrs. Doyle on Rugged Island. She didn't do anything. No, no, that'd be good probably one. English. Like when I was on it, a lot of the women were English. You know, when the women on the island for the exteriors were all Irish, they were all from County yeah. Clare. Yeah, but they were all English. In uh, they had no idea what they were doing. Owen, they couldn't even say Owen. They had to teach. Really? We had to teach the, well, we should probably save this for the episode, I mean. Mm. But, like, they had to teach even Andy DeMene, who directed it, couldn't. Ewan, he kept calling me all week. Really? In rehearsal. Okay, Ewan, and no, it's Owen. Oh, just like Owen, Owen, and Owen. Yeah, I don't remember if anyone was pronounced Demo. No. But they were going, Owen, oh, Owen. But we had to, had to be taught how to say it. They were mm. all very genteel. Mm. Very English people, English old women. God, it's funny. I I met English people who thought the word "feck" was a word made up for Father Ted, that the writers made that up. Yeah. Anyway, that was anyway. that was competition time. Brought to you by Joe Rooney and Patrick McDonald. We are talking Ted. You've been listening to Talking Ted. Thank you to Paul Woodfull for talking to us. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.